Crush Chasm, the podcast dedicated to the highs and lows of crushes from their first to their worst. We're going to cover them all with a cascade of characters, including our guest today, a fellow Spice Girl Stan, Natalie Shaver, an anxiety-induced TV-watching, broad city personality-having lover of awkward situations, who doubles as a publicist with the mostesses, who is here to talk not only about the PR side of life, but also her crush on someone we've chatted a bit about on this show before and that is disney channel original movie royalty ryan merriman natalie how are you i am great how are you i'm doing fantastic we were just talking before we started you're you were actually watching look of the irish so yeah i'm uh i'm currently in california at my sister's house and she's got a seven-month-old son and he is my nephew and i was like have you have we introduced him to the magic that is disney channel original movies she's like no so i put that on today just to get myself reamped for this and to remember the magic that is that are those movies you know she had not started to introduce them i think that's like you can call CPS. Like, how are you? Like, like, what are we doing here? What is he watching if it's not this? I know. My brother has a nine-year-old, and he had never seen Hocus Pocus. <gasps> nope. This is blasphemy. It's just not right. I know. I'm like, the wrong people, the wrong siblings are having children. They don't know how to race. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Give them to me. I'll show them what's up. So let's get to this. So Ryan Merriman, he hails from a town down in Oklahoma that is only about an hour and a half away from Tulsa, which I think any millennial who's ever held a tiger beat will tell you is the home of Hanson. And that got me thinking, I thought you were going to come with like a more music-based crush. Like, why didn't you lean that way? Um, you know, because if I was going to be honest, I was like, I think I was like, oh, why didn't I choose Harry Styles for this? But I feel like when you were just, when I think about who my first crush was, like who was the first person that like made me look at the TV with like my jaw open a little bit, it was Ryan Merriman in Luck of the Irish. I remember being in my room, having, I had a TV in my room. I've always had a TV in my room. I am that kid. And just kind of like looking at him and feeling a different way. And I was like, oh yeah, like that was the first time I felt something for another person that wasn't like friendship. So he always is like the first person I'll bring up. And it's funny that you mentioned um, he already came up before. So like, did someone else mention him? Are we all feeling this way about Ryan Merriman? No, we'll get to why we talked about Ryan Merriman because it was kind of a weird situation. So we'll get there. there. So I want to know what made Ryan 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 Merriman stand out for you and like made him like kind of notable all these years later. Because sometimes we do forget our first crush or that first person who made us feel all tingly in new places. No, those are the words. The words were tingly. Um, I, what was it about him? Because I was looking at him now as I'm watching the movie. I'm like, spiky hair. And especially in like, Look of the Irish, he's just like got the ears, like the, um, the leprechaun ear. So I wasn't sure. But maybe he looked like the boys I had crushes on in high school, which was like bleached spiky hair. I, I don't know. I remember loving his voice. Uh, but I, I really, I really don't know. It was just kind of there for me, you know, love at first sight. There's no explanation about it. It's just there. You mentioned the ears. Did that have any 
role in like maybe liking Legolas, Orlando Bloom later in Lord of the Rings because that was a huge 2000s crush as well for many. Right. Um, I'm going to be, um, I'm going to go the other way and tell you that it made me, I also have a, I had a crush on Bernard from the Santa Claus who was an elf and had those ears. So <laughs> I, I don't know, maybe there's a correlation there, but I um, hope no one gets mad. I haven't seen any of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, so. That's okay. I had Legolas posters all over my room in high school and I'd only seen the, like one. Oh, <laughs> Total is just like he's pretty. I had shirts with him on it, but the second movie was they're so long. I, yeah, I just can't. I can't. I don't have the uh, the attention span for him. And you mentioned like Ryan Merriman. He did kind of look like other people that pro- you were crushing on. I was crushing on in school because, like, if you were to draw the most stereotypical white adolescent at that time, like, I think you would draw Ryan Merriman. Oh, one thousand percent. One thousand percent. Yeah, because he looked like just every boy but there was something extra special about him yeah and him just trying to I, maybe it was like him trying to figure out who he was like it kind of showed like a sensitive side of like a boy and just being like i want to know where i came from and i don't know maybe that had something to do with it too plus you said you were about 12 13 years old that's when we're figuring out who we are too so maybe you were kind of mirroring that mirroring yeah it could be very true <laughs> And like we mentioned before, Ryan Merriman, he isn't new to the Crushgasm conversation. Uh, we had Joanna and Sam on from Disney Channel Original Newbies podcast in which they go back and they actually watch all the old Disney Channel original movies and they go to the present. Oh. And yeah, it's actually Sam, the, the male counterpart of the pair. He was a big fan growing up and Joanna had never seen any of them because she grew up watching PBS in the woods, kind of just into books. So when I asked them to do the show, I was like, well, let's do your Disney Channel original movie crushes. She had to retroactively pick a crush and she picked Ryan Merriman. So. That's so exciting. <laughs> but she picked him more in Smart House, not Luck of the Irish, because shocker, she, did not, she didn't think it's a great movie. Yeah, uh, <laughs> agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> what makes Luck of the Irish a personal favorite of yours? Other than, you know, starring a hot boy probably the nostalgic factor for me it was just like a comfort thing I would put on and it was one of like the Disney Channel. Smart House is good I liked it but I didn't like the idea of like a house like kind of coming alive so maybe I was afraid of that at that time just very nostalgic and I just remember loving it as a kid and I'd probably put it on to go to sleep and things like that so I just have an affinity for it now I remember when I was that age maybe even a little today with my famous crushes when they have like a female counterpart, I kind of get like jealous. So did you like hate Bonnie? I probably did then. Now I'm like looking at her and being like, oh my gosh, she's so beautiful. She's so cool. Like, I'm so glad this is happening for them. Um, <laughs> but I also get very jealous, um, especially with uh, old Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde. That's where the jealousy is really see- uh, seething within me right now. But Ryan Merriman, I don't remember feeling jealous. I just remember like jaw dropped at the screen being like, where can I find me one of these? Well, if you want to team up, Olivia Wilde is actually one of my crushes. And I am like gonna fight Harry Styles. So. Oh, okay. Hey, I, I love to see the other side of this. Yes. Yeah, I and I loved her with Jason Sudeikis. So it was kind of very heartbreaking for me. Yeah. And I'm just going through it right now. Hey, I'm I'm right there with you, and I, I hope her and Jason get back together. To be honest, <laughs> fingers crossed. Free up Harry for you, and you know, 
we for all of us <laughs> it's for the better of the world yes i agree were you someone that like lived for the disney channel original movies every month back in the day oh yeah it was like that and um what it was it tgif with like boy meets world and mm-hmm. um, shows so yeah it was, that was how I got through my weeks was waiting for those shows to come on and those movies do you have any other favorite like decoms other than luck of the Irish and maybe not smart house because it was pretty pretty scary <laughs> I loved motocross do you remember that yes yeah, that's a really good one yeah that's a great one another one where it was very that's what boys looked like at the time spiked hair the x games ah. type thing mm-hmm mm-hmm and I was super into like snowboarding too. So I remember, you know, sporty people really like piquing my interest as well. Johnny Tsunami. Oh, yes. Okay. Johnny Tsunami. Yes. Yes. Uh, me and my brother-in-law were just talking about how Bonnie looks like Johnny Tsunami's sister in Luck of the Irish. Oh, is it the same person? I don't think so. Oh, and it's because they, they like to recycle it. Disney oh, they, they sure do. Sure do. <laughs> so did any other like crushes spawn from the DCOM era? Oh, let me think. Let's be reminded, High School Musical and Camp Rock are also Disney Channel original movies. So maybe. Okay, hot take. I wasn't into either of those. I thought Camp Rock was like so cheesy. And uh, what was the other one you just mentioned? High School Musical. High School, you know, I just don't like musicals. <laughs> I just don't like, I like, I. it takes me out of it when they're just like, a, like a scene is happening and then they're like, and when I'm shooting a basket, you know, I can't, <laughs> it takes me out of whatever I need to be in. My 2022 goal is to try to get more into musicals. <laughs> Find one I like and try to go from there. It's not for everyone. My husband, he doesn't like musicals at all. We tried to watch Cats. That's definitely a no on. And sure. even if you like musicals, that one, I watched it with an edible and oh, I got like five, ten minutes in and I was like, what is happening? I saw Kinky Boots live in New York and I did enjoy that. So maybe I'm like a girl that needs to see like the show, you know, and not just from bed. That's true. I would give High School Musical a shot, though. At least the first one. All right. All right. I, I trust you on this. Although I, must- I can't look at Vanessa Hudgens the same anymore. <laughs> I know. Just you know, block that out. But yeah, um, I've never seen Camp Rock either. I was like, eh. Mm-hmm. But the, the soundtrack's good. All right. I, although I did think Joe Jonas was at his hottest in Camp Rock. So I don't know what that says about me, you know? Uh, well, you know, were you in the emo scene? He had that swooshy hair. Sure did. <laughs> so you watch Look at the Irish and you fall into crush mode and you go all t- in on this boy and you loved him for a handful of years. It's kind of like your first crush. And I think we hold those like, you know, a little closer to us. But back then, did you watch that Lifetime original movie he was in called Dangerous Uh, Child? uh, I was hoping you were going to bring this up because yes, I did. And it only made me love him more. I know I had like, I remember I had like the TV guide ad from it. I ripped it out and I just had that for years. If it's probably somewhere still. And his and his mom was played by one of the ladies from like um like a show where she like really portrayed someone like really it was like the not the designing women was it but yes I'm I'm so glad you brought it up because that was a movie I also watched a lot because he was like he grew up a little bit and I don't know how to say this but like him being like 
aggressive. I was just like, oh, I, this is a different side of you that I haven't seen. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what made me like him even more in a role where he was terrible to his mother. I know. For those who've never seen it, he it was reversed. I mean, all Lifetime movies, the man is going to be an evil person. That's just what Lifetime does, except if it's a holiday movie. And he played an abusive son to his mother, who is Delta Burke. I just looked it up. Yes designing women so it was like back in the early 2000s that this crush developed and like the internet was still kind of new it's not what it is today we can't just try to slide into harry styles dms you know so how were you like indulging in your crush back then my my parents would help me like uh videotape the shows that were on like on a vhs tape so i was able to watch them over and over again and yeah, without the internet, that's the only re- way I was able to kind of like watch it. Or I would like check out a TV, gu- not a TV guide or like something in the paper. Remember when we were able to like look through things and be like, oh, what's coming on tonight? Um, very exciting. And I would just make sure I had the spare time to rewatch the movies that were replaying on either Disney or Lifetime. Were there any other like notable Ryan Merriman roles? Yeah, those are the only two. <laughs> Was talking to you about doing this, I was like researching. I was like, what is he doing now? Like, has he been in anything else? And his IMDb page is like littered with like little things here and there. But uh, those were the only two things I really, really went for. Yeah, I was surprised. I was looking him up as well. Because again, we haven't seen him in a while. If he, you know, he's not Harry Styles. He's not uh-huh. everywhere. And he was in Pretty Little Liars for about like four seasons. Okay, okay. Um, I just looked him up on Instagram. He's verified. Good to see it. His his um, bio reads country boy, actor, golfer, dog lover. And I don't know if I'd, you know, go down with the country boy thing. Like, I don't know if we'd get along right now anymore. Yeah, you don't know what that, that could be a million different things. Uh-huh. Right, right, so, right. Mm, little red flag. Is he holding a fish in any of his photos? No, but he did post um, an American flag, which isn't bad. Okay, I guess that's okay. It's oh, a little he, triggering. <laughs> I just don't know. I'm, I'm really cautious about things like this. Hey, he's still hot. Let's, let's at least put that out there. He's still hot. So how do you think you would have handled this crush on Ryan Merriman if we had had, like, you know, Instagram and Twitter and all that back then? If he was a Disney Channel original movie star and I was just me, I would slide into his DMs because I've slid into John Mayer's DMs. I slid into Harry Styles' DMs. So I would slide into those DMs. No, you just go for it. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Okay, so since we're talking about the 2000s, your 2000s crush, we're going to take a second to do some rapid fire questions about that era. All right, best 2000s TV show? Boy Meets World. Good choice, good choice. Did you like crush on anybody on that show? Uh, yes, huge crush on, uh, was it Ben Savage or Fred? Yeah, Fred was one of yours, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Ben Savage I was in love with because I saw the way he treated Topanga and I was like, can boys really fall in love with girls like that? And I was just obsessed with him. That's interesting. You don't hear a lot of love for Corey. It's all like, I love Sean or even Eric gets a lot of love, but not maybe when he grows up because he gets weird. Oh, I, wait, what? Why no love for Corey? I don't know a lot. I never hear anybody say they had a crush on Ben Savage. I got a crush on Ben Savage. I'll be that girl. <laughs> so, most notable fashion accessory from the 2000s. Oh, God. Um, uh... Wasn't there like a poofy ball on a chain um, that you could like put on your keys or like that? Uh, maybe I could hook it to the, the loop. Yeah. 
but okay, that was mine, I think. Keychains <laughs> were huge in the 2000s. They're still huge for me now. My key, <laughs> I have three keys, but my keys are so heavy because I just want all the keychains. You know, Claire's, they were popping with the keychains back in the day. Yes, we love Claire's. <laughs> so, favorite 2000s song? Um, oh, shit. Oh, Samantha Mamba, um, Baby, call on over tonight. That one. Oh, you know, she was supposed to open for the Backstreet Boys on their Millennium Tour. <gasps> and I was like really excited because my best friend's mom, she was like, I was over there one day and I knew the tour dates. I had memorized them for the California dates because I was like, I want to go so bad. But my mom's like, the tickets are like a million dollars. They were not. But I was at her house and her mom's like, oh, what are you doing on whatever date it was? And I was like, oh, what? And she, I was like, I oh, nothing. And she's like, I got tickets. I was like, ah. But she, Samantha Mumba didn't, what didn't do our date at what used to be called the Anaheim Pond. It was like this weird trio called like ECW. And I was really upset because I wanted to hear. Awesome. Was she amazing? <laughs> no, we didn't see Samantha Mumba. We saw ECW. Who oh, yeah. Just, like raised the roof or whatever. Okay. Okay. Hmm, bummer. Yeah. So I'm, I always think of that when I hear Samantha Mumba. Like, never got to see her. And your favorite personal memory from the 2000s? I just remember like all these like pop songs like Samantha Mumber, like Mandy Moore and Candy and all these things like putting dances together with my friends and like then also trying to be like we're a girl group and like talking about it at school and like trying to get everybody ready for a performance that was never happening but it made me feel it made me feel confident I remember enjoying being a girl at that time because I liked looking up to those things and, and getting excited to get pretty or dance or wear cute outfits and things like that. Said performances that never were, you never tried to be in your middle school talent show? No, um, I was on a dance team for a little bit where I was trying to perfect my moves and I had performed um, to Destiny's Child. Um, why can't I think of it? Oh, Bootylicious. Uh, in front of my high school or middle school classmates. But no, I, I we never signed up for a talent show or anything like that, which I do regret. I would say that would be a big regret of mine. What would you have done in the talent show if you could go back? Oh, probably sing something from Mariah Carey's um, Rainbow album to show the skills mm. of my voice. <laughs> that is That is one of the first like albums I remember loving front to back, not just the oh, singles. One thousand percent. I love it so much, Kendra. Like I would make, I would, I still remember holding that CD. I was so excited. I got it for Christmas or something, put it in my boom box and then would like make dances to that CD in my room. So good. Rainbow top notch. I remember my mom, she went, the day it came out, we had like one music store at our little outlet mall and she like had it for, I was always like on Tuesdays, like, mom, this is coming out. I need you to go get it after work. And she yeah. would, cause I don't know why. And she is actually able to get me like the promo posters. I had that on my wall and that's, oh. Yep, I would do the same. Beg my mom to take me to Sam Goody. That's where we go for my music. All right. So per usual, we're going to cap our crush portion of the interview by diving into our imaginations. So say later in life, you know, once you turned 18, you met Ryan Merriman and you hit it off. How do you think your lives would be today? Uh, probably, you know, he and I would have like six children. He just seems like one of those guys who's like, I want a big family. 
Um, we're probably living in upstate New York. We used all the Disney Channel original movie to invest in multiple properties. So we have a nice house, but we have three or four others that we have to take care of and be landlords for, but that's how we make our income. He's struggling to find work, but I'm still being really supportive. Um, and he takes me to dinner once a week on the Disney Channel original movie earnings. Um, and we ball out that way. Um, just to remember, just so he never forgets where he came from. You should get, I mean, you work in PR, you should get him those gigs at like conventions, selling like picture, photo ops. Okay, yeah. Yeah, maybe. could use your publicist skills, get him those con connections. And in March in Connecticut, they're having a 90s con. Okay. So check that out. Well, I'm going to have to do that. Yeah, I'll take a train. That shouldn't be too far away for me. Yeah, I'm really excited. We applied for press. Hopefully we get it because the Lawrence brothers are going to be there. Oh. oh, God, you're so lucky. I hope you get it. You, I hope you get it. And, uh, and Nick Carter and Joy Fatone and AJ McLean. Oh, my God. Is Aaron Carter going to also be there? Um, Aaron Carter probably is not allowed near humans. So <laughs> Totally, you're totally right. Yeah, my 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 brother, like, I raised him right. He knows all the boy bands. He knows all that kind of pop culture. And he texted me, like, have you seen Aaron Carter lately? I was like, I know. Fun fact, he is living in my hometown, which is Palmdale, California. Oh. Um, he bought a house, like, in a neighborhood. And so all my friends, and I have some friends that work at the Guitar Center there. And I guess he's always there. But, yeah, may he be okay. Yeah, I just wish him well. I always get nervous when I see his name pop up because you just, with that guy, you just, it could go anyway. He yeah. could have been Storm of the Capitol. I don't know. Party, come get it no more. No. So, for those wondering how me and Natalie know each other, it's because she got me an internship at Hopeless Records way back in the day. It was like a decade ago. Oh my God, yes. And anyone who has ever been to a Warp Tour, has they know what Hopeless Records is. It's one of the best labels. So I wanted to know, you started out as an intern there, right? Yeah, that was my my first internship ever. And then you got a job there and now you're, you moved up, you moved up, you moved to New York. How was that transformation going from LA to New York, a different company? Yeah, it was really good. I, Hopeless showed me that I love doing PR, so I just wanted to do more of it. Uh, the label was, um, the label was pretty small at the time so we were all wearing a lot of hats but PR was one of the things I got to do and I was like I want to do more of this I want this to only be my job and um, I met my boss through Hopeless and I had always wanted to move to the east coast because like all my favorite bands were from there um, and I met my boss and I kind of said hey will you take me to to the east coast or I know you have like a Philadelphia office I wanted to move to Philadelphia and uh, she goes I'm gonna move here for a little bit but if you give me a couple more years in LA um, we'll go back and then she did she kept to that promise and so yeah I've been in New York for it'll be seven years in May. Was it a hard adjustment coming from California to the east coast? No I I not at all for me I, I mean I miss having a car I do miss driving um I miss the weather, but I, I really like the hustle and bustle of like a city and I love public transportation so I can just like read my book or like listen to my music and not have to pay attention to anything. And I had gone a lot for work while I was in LA, so I had like a good support system and friends there, so not too bad at all. 
Now I'm going to ask you a little, some PR questions. Let's get a little advice out there for any creatives listening. Um, Can you tell the creative people out there the importance of a well thought out press release? Because sometimes they'll just send a link and you're like, what is this? Oh God, no, you, you must have a great press release. You have to have something that like states the facts and have details and have everything correct. So people know where and how to find you. I would say I've been personally getting more a little a little more creative with my press releases so it's just not like xyz is putting out an album on this date pre-order it here it's just like i'm trying to either highlight lyrics and some of the songs that i think people can relate to or um asking the artist to provide a quote like really deep diving into what the song is about what the record is about like how can people relate to your art like that's how you fall deeply in love I think with music and things like that so very important whoever's just sending a link you're doing it wrong just yeah no nothing I mean they'll send like a link to listen to the music but you're like well where's your socials how a bio something like that even a photo you know yeah yeah come on guys Get, get creative we know having a well thought out press release is key but what is like your number one do and number one don't of PR number one do as a publicist or as, as an artist as an artist as an artist be genuine be creative connect with your fans in like a human way don't for me don't feel like you need to go on TikTok and try to make something viral that's you know don't force anything because we can all see it and it just makes us cringe so don't do that and i also wanted to know as a publicist you're helping these artists like build their careers what has been some of the most like rewarding moments so far in your career just like finding a band who is like absolutely up and coming just like who will approach me genuinely being like we just want to try something and like falling in love with the music and just like seeing them go from absolutely brand new to like big blogs and like cool blogs backing them up and seeing people talk about them on Twitter. Those are the things where it just makes me super, super happy. Just like seeing a band who probably, who deserves like recognition really get it, you know? Do you feel like a parent in those moments? I don't, I wouldn't say I feel like a parent. Like a cool aunt? Maybe, I just feel very, I still, I'm in PR and I'm still in music because I still get so excited about it. I think I'm too excited sometimes, but it's genuine excitement and it'll it'll never go away for me. So I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe a cool Anne is how I feel like um, that. Because when I, yeah, again, when I see a band, like I'm working with this band right now called Why Not. Everyone should go listen to them. Um, who are just like kind of getting into PR for the first time or like using a publicist and seeing people react and like feedback from writers being like, yo, this is dope. And I'm just like, I told you, I told you so. Um, I would say the feeling I get more is like, I told you so. <laughs> like I told you that it was good, you know? Well, other than why not, are there any other bands or artists with Big Picture Media that you're like really excited that we should listen to right now? Oh yeah, a band called Super American. They just put out an album called Sup. They're from Buffalo, New York. Um, Heart Attack Man just put out a very cool EP. Um, there's an artist, Fen, that we work with that is very cool. Lots of cool things. And there's like a lot of good stuff coming this year. So I'm excited about all of that. All right. And lastly, can you tell people where they can find you online if they want to talk about Ryan Merriman or just music, get excited with you, Harry Styles? Oh, yes, yes, yes. My pleasure. Um, Twitter, I'm Nat underscore Schaefer. Uh, Instagram is Natalie underscore was underscore here. 
um, Facebook. I don't really use it, so try your best. Uh, and then Big Picture Media is where I work and where all these cool bands can be found as well. All right, Natalie. Well, thank you so much for taking the time on a beautiful Saturday to talk to me about your 2000s crush. And everyone, you can find all of Natalie's information below in the description. And until next time, keep crushing it.